Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. This evening, I'm going to be discussing Habakkuk Chapter 1. Because in Habakkuk Chapter 1, uh, he deals with the uh, faith in a time of social instability. And we have a very significant a document here before us in the book of Habakkuk. The book reads as current events, not only for his time, but also for our time as well. The book is filled with incredible wisdom about the ways of Yahweh. And in chapter 2, we have a very famous statement given to us in verse 4, and which reads, but the righteous will live by his faith. The righteous will live by his faith. So uh, we're going to examine some very important doctrines in, uh, in the book of Habakkuk. His name means embrace, and he flourished during the 12th or 13th year of the reign of King Josiah. You may remember that Nebuchadnezzar seized the Babylonian uh, throne and, uh, tr- in 625 B.C. And uh, this triggered the rise of the Neo-Babylonian kingdom. And so God is going to use the Babylonian as his rod of discipline against Judah. And hence in chapter 1 of Habakkuk verse 1 we read, the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet did see, or one version read, reads, saw. And so in Hebrew, the word oracle is masa, which means burden or load. And in the Hebrew, it is a masculine noun. In chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 4, the prophet presents his case to Yahweh. And it is a very a uh, very significant, and very profound case. He presents his complaint, and it reads as follows, beginning in verse 2. Quote, How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you violence. You see, does this not read like current events? But you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Once again, this is the book of Habakkuk. Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and and conflict abounds. Let's think about these words. 
And do they not read like current events in our time? Verse 4, therefore the law or the Torah is paralyzed, literally numb, N-U-M-B, numb, and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. So this is the prophet's complaint, and I want you to give yourself time to think about its death and its, its pertinence for our own day. I want you to get a sense of the relevance of the word of God for our time. Thank God uh, for his word, and thank God for Habakkuk. And once again, his name means to embrace. And in verse 2, the prophet uh, says to God, at the end of verse 2, he, he reads, uh, it reads, violence, but you do not save. That is, the prophet wanted God to deliver him into a spacious, broad place, or he wanted uh, liberty. And so what we're going to see in this very powerful book is that Habakkuk is a man of faith. Habakkuk has a very deep uh, knowledge of, of a very deep knowledge of the person of God. His doctrine of God is is incredible. And the prophet does not lay out the attributes of God as one would read in a book on systematic theology. No. For Habakkuk, the attributes of God are living, are a living reality, are a dynamic reality in His own life, and so the divine essence is 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 real to Him. He has a real relationship to God, and if you note uh, very carefully, there is no disrespect. He is not impertinent. But he brings before God the God in whom he has faith. He brings before God uh, his this, this plaintive uh, insight, if you will. How verse two? How long? And we read these words also in the in the in the Psalms. And so this complaint. Uh, we see has been on the lips of many saints through church history. And if you were to read church history, you would see the many times in which the saints had have been persecuted for their faith in Jesus. Just read about the catacombs and why uh, the Christians hid there and what was going on uh, in Roman society. Read about Nero and how he would uh, cover Christians with pitch and hoist them up and then set them afire so they so that they would light his parties. The Church of Jesus Christ has always been persecuted. The saints have always been persecuted. And this prophet 
brings before Yahweh what is currently going on in Judah and Jerusalem. A criminal, an elite criminal class has taken over. And they do not worship appropriately. They do not follow God. They do not know God. They do not love God. In fact, they, they, they deny him in their actions. And so the prophet says, Lord, verse 2, how long, O Lord, must I cry for help? But you do not listen or cry out to you violent. But you do not say, why do you make me look at injustice or trouble and sorrow? His words read as if we were reading a contemporary periodical or paper. And so he want, he says, destruction and violence are before me. There's strife and conflict abounds. And then he says the word of God is now. Or, and then, and then he goes on and uh, literally uh, he says in verse 4, the wicked, him and the righteous, the Hebrew reads that, that they surround the righteous uh, in a hostile sense. The righteous are surrounded uh, by the wicked in a hostile sense. Then God gives the, provides the prophet his surprising answer. And it is an amazing answer. And God says in verse 5, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwelling places, not their own. They are a feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry Gallops headlong, their horsemen come from afar. They fly like a vulture swooping to devour. They all come bent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind or the Sirocco, the hot uh, winds, suffocating winds off the desert, and gather prisoners like sand. And so God answers the prophet's complaint, and this is God's answer. God says that the says to the prophet that the Babylonians will judge Judah. And so we are given uh, in, in verses in verses uh, uh, six, seven, eight, and nine, we are given vivid descriptions of their speed, maneuverability. And might. No fortress could withstand their battering rams or their inclined planes and sapping, that is, tunneling under the walls. 
Now, this was discovered by the Ninevites in the book of Nahum. And no king could outmaneuver them in open warfare as Pharaoh Necho learned at the Battle of Carchemish in 605. And so, and he goes on in verse 10, they deride kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. They build earthen rams and capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty men whose own strength is their God. And then uh, the prophet has a second complaint. That begins in verse 12. I'm not going to go into that second complaint tonight, but uh, I would like for you to read the rest of chapter 1 so that you could see what the second complaint is and why God spoke to the prophet in this manner. Faith in a time of social instability, most definitely. We see this in Habakkuk's day. Habakkuk describes uh, in compelling detail what Judah was like, what Jerusalem was like. And he wanted God to move in, in, and address what was going on in society. He wanted God to show himself strong in this evil time. And God opened, uh, God used one of, the, one of the weapons from his arsenal. And he will use the Babylonians. Now, it was the confederacy of the Babylonians and the Medes, some people even say the Scythians, that destroyed Assyria. Assyria was destroyed in 722 BC. But we know for, for a fact that uh, it was the, the Babylonians along with the Medes. And uh, so this, this was an incredible time. And uh, it was a very, God was moving in a magnificent way. And as we go on in our study of Habakkuk, we want to see more of his magnificent faith and how God addressed his faith, and God stabilized his soul through his word. And, it, and we live in an interesting time, and so I pray that you would enjoy these studies with me. Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.